Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block. Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Um, alrighty, the doggies. Wow, what a what a bizarre year to kind of judge. Start of the year, first twelve rounds. I'm thinking, stay patient, Bulldogs fans. <laughs> <laughs> the next, I don't know, fifteen rounds or whatever. I'm going. Holy shit, what happened? It, there was so much promise at the start of the year. I thought that even though they weren't winning that many games, they basically in the first twelve rounds they won one, two, three, four, five. So basically seven losses, five wins. As a Doggies fan, being reasonable, you'd go, yep, I'll take that. Like, I'll take that. Um, win against Melbourne, win against Tigers, win against North Queensland, win against Dragons, win against Gold Coast. Uh, then basically they had a win against a terrible South and a win, <coughs> win against the Dolphins. And then all the drama happened at the end of the year. I just... I believe that this is growing pains, and I know that's really annoying for Bulldogs fans. Very disappointing year, absolutely. Like even even the fact that Seraldo's in his rookie year, I still don't think that this is good enough. Uh, extremely disappointing year, but I do believe that the back end of the year showed that it seemed to be around growing pains. It seemed to be around a roster that wasn't really buying into what Seraldo was, you know, putting down. And so the people that he's now recruited, I, if I'm you know, crystal ball, I do think that they will buy in. It's almost like when a new CEO comes in or whatever, all these people get fired and you go, well, why would you fire that person? He's done a really good job or she's done a really good job. It really has nothing to do with whether they do a good or a bad job and everything to do with they're not my people. They're the people before. So if anything goes wrong, they're going to sit there and go, oh, we used to do it this way under this and this is, this is a better way to do it. And I, so with the, the doggies... I think we saw on the, the back end of the year there was really about growing pains. Um, 
The biggest concern though is is that guys like Burton, guys like Reed Marnie, started the year really well, and then really dropped off towards the end. Guys like Kickout came back, really dropped off as well. Um, so an extremely disappointing year for the Dogs, but I'm not as concerned as I am with the Dragons and the Tigers. I do think that Zeraldo has the ability to turn this around. Boys, what do you reckon? It's an interesting start to their season. I, I sort of forgot about this, but like you go back to round one, they, they got played off the park by Manly. But my recollection of that game is there was a few controversial moments in that. I think there was a Simbin yeah. that had a big influence on that. Flano uh, got Simbin for holding Flano back. got Simbin, that's Jake right. Roy, yeah. uh, they then go to Melbourne to play at Amy Park. They win that one 26-12, and you just sit there and go, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. uh, they then beat the West Tigers at home. And then the next week, like they went to New Zealand at Mount Smart and got beat by two points. We didn't know that this new war- this was the yeah. New Look Warriors. New Look Warriors, yep. Uh, then they played the Cowboys the week after we were at that game. They won that one 15 points to 14. And from that point on, it just went belly up, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, there, there, there was a bit of promise to start that season. And obviously, I, I think the kick-out injury really hurt them. Uh, but they just, similar to the other two clubs, just a lot of noise the back end of the season. Mm. Uh, they yeah. were just in the headlines all the time. And, you know, the, the, there was a lot of growing pains in there as well. You've got to remember, like, they pulled Carl Lawapu from nowhere. Mm. He was their starting 5-8. And they had so five. many freaking injuries. Yeah. Yeah, so it was I, a tough year. And, and I want to be really clear. I'm not excusing the year. Yeah. I'm just saying they, they had a lot go against them this year. Timmy? There's a reality to yeah. it, yeah. I think you boys have described it really well, summed it up well in growing pains. And, mm. yeah, first and foremost, a disappointing year. Of course it was. They got a handful of wins. They dropped off um, throughout the season after that real promising start. But I, I think it's the year one of a rebuild and mm. while it didn't hit the height anywhere near the heights they wanted i think at the same time that seraldo's come in gus gould sort of come in and more largely they've inherited a roster that mm. they didn't pick and like gus gould's done a few rebuilds and he's done it over time it doesn't mm. happen in year one mm. and he said you keep getting laughed at can be first day patient but i think it rings completely true and mm. <clears throat> I think there are a lot of people who will be departing either over this off-season or next mm. that weren't that don't fit into the, the mould of football that Seraldo wants, but certainly Gus Gould wants when he's building a culture and he has his long-term plans for clubs and it takes time and you have to get the right heads in f- for that. So I think you're going to see over the next 12 to 24 months they'll get the right people in to build this culture up and I don't think they had all of that 25, 30-man squad there this year, you add into it, they had just a plethora of injuries across their entire squad. They were playing undermanned the entire year, mm. namely to their forward pack, and they were just light on. Kikau was such a big part of it. The concerning part of it, and another thing you touched on already, Kempi, was despite this, a lot of their big-name players stayed fit and underperformed. Mm. And there was Matty Burton, who had a disappointing year, Reid Marnie, who had a disappointing year, I cut Kikau a little bit of slap because he came into the back end of the year after a long time out and, you know, it wasn't his best, but I think he can come good. Um, it was the it was the performances of the big-name players that is the biggest concern, but I do think they've got enough runs on the board, they've got enough talent that with a full off-season and pre-season, I should say, and a full-strength squad hopefully going into next year and a few new faces, I think we'll see a vastly improved side going into 2024. Now, from the stats, I uh, won't read all of them, um, but the biggest stat that is like, you know, mind-blowing, first in min- missed tackles, they averaged 41.2 missed tackles a game. And, and you talk about key players there. Oh. 
I think Matty Burton and Reed Marnie, mm. they're a big part of that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hard to lump that entire stat on them, but they were players who missed key tackles time and time again this mm. year. Yeah. And so that's really, you know, defence is an attitude. It really is. And they are a much better side. Like, when you have heaps of injuries, do you – yes, you, you, you'll definitely lose um, ability in defence. You definitely do. But you don't lose, like, attitude. A lot of these guys defensively, if you said, mate, I need you to make that tackle, they can make that tackle. It's, so I don't think that those injuries really excuse that figure. 41 missed tackles a game. That's an attitude thing as a, as a team. And, I mean, look, there's, it's no secret. Clearly, the, the, uh, there were players in that changing room that disagreed with the direction of the club, disagreed with – so that's, that rings true to the 40 missed tackles a game. But, geez, if you thought, if you thought last preseason was hard, when you miss 41 tackles a game, you're, this preseason's going to be unbelievably hard. Um, now, let's talk about some positives for the Bulldogs, some positives. Um, okay, let's get to the uh, – some positives for the Bulldogs. I thought, mate, uh, adding Toby Sexton during the season. Huge. was massive. Huge. Yeah. Him with the preseason under his belt there, getting used to these guys, getting used to playing with Matty Burton. Uh, that can only have a positive outcome, in my opinion. I think, and this is going to sound really freaking harsh, really harsh, I think it's a positive that Tavita Panga Jr. made the call and said, I, I'm done. Yeah. Um, because he's on a massive wicket. And he said himself that he didn't want to play rugby league. So good on him for, you know, mm. going, I don't want to take that money next year. That frees up so much money in the cap. He is, would have been their highest paid front row, I'd assume anyway. I think that um, that's a huge win for himself and the club. Uh, yeah, I'm, I completely agree. And, yeah, shout out to, to, to Vita for just owning up to it, so he doesn't want to be. Because, I mean, for me, I think, like, when you look at – what he's capable of doing and what he has been doing. Like, his actions have been saying that for a while, yeah, I think. Yeah, So, I think it's it's best for all parties all round. Um, some other positives. Uh, it sounds a bit... But I, mean, I thought Jake Averillo this year was really, really good for him. <laughs> I'm I know. I, bro, yeah. the, the roller coaster you or me have been on with Jake Averillo. <laughs> has been... F- he is just so talented. He's just not a halfback. And shock me. You put him at centre, you put him at fullback. He Imagine how really different his career would be if I he didn't spend that time at seven. That. So stupid, so ridiculous. But... Like Wait till Wayne Bennett gets a hold of him. Yeah. Like, think about where he could be right now if he wasn't forced to play seven for a team that's struggling. Came third last this year. He played 24 games. He scored 12 tries. And he was a centre. Josh Addo's, yeah. And a fullback. Unbelievable. Um, I thought he was a really shining light. I thought, um, I don't know whether, uh, where is he? My boy. Oh, my God. I've lost him here. Kiraz. Was yes. he injured towards the back end of the year? Yeah, mate, he, he played injured for yeah. probably the last 20 so weeks. Not, yeah, he okay. got injured uh, around about, from memory, around 10 or 11-ish. Had a stint out. It looked to the eye that he came back early because they're in such yeah. a dow situation and just so short on, on troops. Mm. Came back and just looked underdone and then sort of got back sort of full fitness back end of the year. He's a guy. Oh, I reckon he carried an injury into round 10 or 11. Yeah. To, I reckon he was, he was not 100%. Yeah, because I reckon his first 10 rounds, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, he's so good for him. Own good, Kiraz. And then I think he did fade a little bit in the back end of the year, but it definitely, obviously, because of a, um injury. I think he's a real, uh, a really good clubman. I think he's going to be really important to that squad going forward and drive culture. Um, Prior to injury, his run meters were 
First sort of even six games, 155, 235, 283, 192, 239 to start the year. Like, oh, right. And just like busting tackles for fun in those same games, five tackle breaks, 10, six, six. He's such a good footballer. Yeah, he's a bloody good footballer. I can't wait to see him um, evolve as a player. Um, it's interesting because I'm, I'm trying to look at this squad and go, another guy, Blake Wilson, I thought he was a really mm. good find this year, really it's good tough. find. So on this, obviously this is review rather than previewing next season as such but they've already from this year's squad let go of 10 players mm. 10 of what 25 to 30 and then on their off contracts as well there is numerous players on that who won't be at the dogs next year mm. so they're looking at a turnover of about anywhere from 10 to 15 players from their squad so we're like that that um ties into your stay patient mate because it does take time to get the, the squad that Seraldo wants and that Gus Gould want. Well, Gus came out a while ago and said, I actually told Seraldo to wait a year. Don't come and coach the Bulldogs this year, coach us the next year. And, and Seraldo said, no, nah, I want to get in. I know it's going to be tough. I know mm. it's going to be hard. I want to get in and get the job done. Which is like fucking fair play to Credit Seraldo. Credit to him. Yeah. Because he could have, been, he could have another bloody premiership right now. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he's sitting there going... Everyone's like putting shit on Serraldo on that, and he's gone. Watching that grand final going. Hmm. Year of the Bulldogs I just had, or the greatest grand final of all time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which is better. He should be. He should release a statement going, "Look what I gave up for you, motherfuckers!" <laughs> and this is how you thank me. This is how you thank me. Um, yeah. No, nah, all jokes aside, I, I think that Serraldo's got what it takes. I really do. I, I think that he sees the vision of. And he's, I think he's also seen the folly of some coaches. Now, sometimes it can work. You can be like an Andrew Webster where it's just incredible what they do. But the folly, folly some coaches make where they half-heartedly try to rebuild, where they go, you know what? I'm not going to cop coming 15th, 16th or whatever because it looks bad on my resume. So what I'm going to try to do... And you could, you could argue maybe the Dragons are doing that, this like half, half-hearted approach to a rebuild... Whereas what I appreciate about Seraldo, and he came out and he said at the end of the season, like, it's a new dawn here now. Like, there's a new way of doing things. He's going all the way in with it. He's not putting one foot in and one foot out. He's going, I'm willing to come to this club a year early, cop all the criticism, all the negativity, the 15th on the ladder, because I'm going to do a full rebuild to a premiership, not a, a little tiny rebuild to a, oh, we finished eighth, how good. Um, I think the Tigers, you could argue, have been guilty of that as well, where they go, oh, yeah, we're just, we just want to make finals footy. We just, whereas I, it looks like Seraldo, he's trying to win a premiership in the next five years. That's what he's, you know, not, not within that five-year period, yeah. but, you know, maybe at the five-year mark, they're, they're fighting for comps, premierships. And so I respect that with um, Seraldo because it's a live by the sword, die by the sword mentality. It's a, all right, if it doesn't work, fuck, that method didn't work. I'm willing to put my hand up and walk it. Whereas this like halfway point, it's like pointing fingers. It was his fault. It was his fault. Like you're just never going to get anywhere with that. Just having a look through the list of players here. And obviously Tim just said they've let go of 10 old players. It could be up to 15. I was just having a look through this list and just going through names like this. Alamotti, New Brown, Davey, Flanagan, Ockenbaugh, Tavita Pango Jr., Josh Reynolds. Of those guys, if they were staying at Canterbury, which of them would you tip to improve next season at Canterbury? Yeah, like probably not any. Probably not. Canterbury is not in a position to improve Paul Alamotti for mm. me at the moment. Penrith might be, and then everyone will say, oh, mm. what a stupid decision by Canterbury. But I don't think it was going to improve anytime soon, realistically. Yeah, Alamotti, we're going to speak about him a little bit. We'll speak about him now. 
He he's super interesting because as you know, Guru killed it coming through the grades, like yeah. truly next biggest outside back. And then came into first grade, and I was really surprised when I heard whispers that he wasn't going to get re-signed at the Dogs because um he's 19 years old, so he played a lot of the year at 18. And the fact that he's already been moved on, it's really surprised me. But at the same time, I do think it's probably best for his career because sometimes if you're a young gun that's the next big thing, you come into a team and you're, you've always been the big thing at that club. Very hard to change your mindset of you are the big thing. Whereas him going to Penrith, and has that been confirmed? Yep. Him going to Penrith, he is a tiny little tadpole in a fucking huge ocean. You need us, we don't need you. Yeah, and so all of a sudden his whole mindset will, will shift. And not yep. to say that he had a poor mind shift. Like he was tough, he played hard, it just didn't seem to be working. Um, whereas when you go to Penrith, now all of a sudden he's going to, he's the superstar player going to a superstar system and all of a sudden he's not a superstar player, he's just a guy that will be lucky to get a shot. And I th- oh, that's exciting for me with Alamotti. Based on when you watched him come through the grades, like... <laughs> If you would have said to me, like, what's he going to struggle with? I, I would have said the last thing he's going to struggle with is physicality. Mm. Mm. That was what he struggled with the most. And you, you pointed it out very, very early. And I went, no, nah, he'll come good. He'll come good. Just give him time. Give him time. I don't think it was going to happen at Canterbury. The influence that Penrith is going to have on him is going to be massive. Yeah, and, I and please, everyone out there, be kind to the doggies when he goes and kills at Penrith. Yes. Don't point fingers and say, oh, the doggies let him go. No, it's going to, he's going into a Penrith system that will make anyone look good. Yeah. And that's amazing for Alamotti. What a terrific career decision, but it's not on the doggies. It's no. like Penrith will do that to anyone. And, and Seraldo is intelligent enough to know, to know we don't have a senior player group to get the best out of a young superstar mm. right now. Yep. Like, because Alamotti clearly needs a year, another year or two developing his game. And the last thing he needs to be is at a club that's rebuilding. Like, it's the last thing he needs. So I think he's still got an incredible future. I think that his future is probably in the forwards, if I'm being honest. I'm just not sure if he has the pace for the modern centre because he's so freaking big. And I actually think that his explosiveness in contact, him coming off the bench as a forward, he will decimate teams. Spencer Lenu type sort of vibe, just explosive, stocky forward. That's Ivan's plan. Oh, really? Spencer. Yep. Wow. Did he say that? That's what I've been told. That's Birdies. What, that's pretty confident. That's Birdies. That's what Guru told Ivan, and when Guru tells Ivan something, Ivan listens. <laughs> Put him yeah. up against a wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Guru told, heard Ivan say whilst hiding in a cupboard <laughs> at Panthers headquarters. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm excited for Alamotti, and it's, it, it is one of those things where, for sure, you know, as a, a Bulldogs fan, you'd be disappointed that a young junior, he's a junior, yes. doggies, yeah. you know, it didn't work out, but... When you look at these kids, and he's still a kid, he's 19 years old, you want the best for him. And I think the best for him is to go, I, I think his manager's done an incredible job too, to get him into that Panther system. Because if there is an inkling of a superstar in you, you know the Panthers are going to get it out of you. Whereas you could have a full cup of superstar in you at some other clubs and never achieve mm. that greatness. And I'll harp on about it all the time, but you'll see the guys over the next two years that debut and probably he's like the, the top of the end of it, their development was completely butchered by COVID. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to have a huge impact on a lot of these guys that are coming through. And you'll have your exceptions like Sam Walker and these sort of fellas. You could even argue with Sam Walker, it's been up and down, but just that, and you'll be able to, oh, 
you, you, you sort of didn't ha- have it as well, to be fair, but like kids coming through and just being in the system mm. as teenagers, yeah. just learning week to week and physical. Like there's just so many things that go into being a first grade yeah. footballer that these oh. kids missed out on. Well, I only You probably talk more about it, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like I couldn't believe like the shock that I had rocking up to my first preseason, like it was, I cannot express to you enough how taken aback I was by the physicality of what I was going through. Yeah. And, that, and it's a very unique situation because I literally had never trained rugby league before. So I you, you have to have week in, week out, top tier training to become even close to NRL ready. And so you need to be in a system, a good system, as soon as possible because you get taught good standards. You get, it just gets drilled into you. Yep. It just gets drilled into you. I'll, I'll never forget the shock of like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I just, I mean, my first preseason, I put on 12 kilos Jesus. in three months. 12 kilos in three months of muscle mass. I've that's done that how a much, few times. <laughs> that's how much of a shock, you know what I mean? That's how much of a shock to the normal system a preseason can be. It's You don't just roll in there and, oh yeah, it's a bit tough. Like, no, it genuinely is a shocking experience. For sure, and you know, like you look at these guys, keep in mind that, you know, 12 months of their key development, they cool. couldn't go outside. Yeah. They would have yeah. been training in a garage on their own, which is just not even in the same ballpark. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, Doggy's definitely a really disappointing year. I don't think anyone expected, well, we didn't really expect them to make the eight, did we? We said no. We said stay patient, so <laughs> we stick with that. So we nailed it. We nailed it. Uh, what about the uh, could be anything of the year in the back row? Oh, we haven't even spoken about him. Yeah, Far wow, out. Geez, Let's Good talk save. about him. <laughs> Great save. Could you imagine if we didn't speak about I was trying to piss him off. It was his fine, not mine. I don't, yeah, I don't like to talk about I thought about we all agreed that it was my fine. <laughs> I'm happy to run with that. That's what I thought was the agreement. <laughs> oh, um, been fun. Let's talk about him. <laughs> Jacob Preston. He played so well. That genuinely, when I was thinking of my team of the year, I was like, maybe, maybe. Yeah. That's how good he played. And we just talked about all these young superstars that all these young players that it's maybe not the best time for them to, uh, to be at the Bulldogs because they, they, they're at a rebuild. But for all the knocks Seraldo has received and the Bulldogs have received for, for the negatives that have happened this year, Boy, they've got to get some wraps for the way Preston has come through. And clearly, there's a certain system that certain players react to. And Preston s- seems to suit whatever Seraldo is putting down. And we're not talking about a superstar that was like, you know, the biggest kid coming through the grade or whatever. We're talking about a guy that was at North Sydney and definitely not irrelevant at all. But basically, some people were surprised that he was even plucked out of that system. Well, yeah, playing at the North Sydney Bears, he was under the nose of Trent Robinson yeah. and ended up at Canterbury. Pretty incredible stuff. And he's like, just the way he played as well, like yeah. the toughness he showed. We're talking about a kid in his first year of first grade, did not struggle with the physicality of it. And I get he's a tall player, but he's not actually physically that big yet. Mm. Imagine when he gets his, you know, man strength. Yeah. The, the doggies conceded 100 points more this season than the second worst defensive side in the competition in the Dragons or the Tigers. And he had a tackle efficiency as an 80-minute edge back row of 95.5%. Far out. And they flipped him on edges constantly throughout the year. He's a guy, you know, he got suspended at the back end of the season. Probably, yeah. 
Mate, if he was available for the Prime Minister's 13, I think he would have oh, been my yeah. first player. Surely, surely. Like in that time, scored six tries, had ten line breaks. Like, he, he... Such Josh Jackson vibes about him, isn't there? They're so similar. Yeah. And I think, you know, if anything, he might even have a bit of a higher ceiling than Jackson due yeah. to his height. Yeah. So his ability to offload in that. And just... Just could be a stalwart of this oh. back row, hopefully, for the next 10 years at the Doggies. And with Preston, is it, he's 21. So he was a 21-year-old, not even in a first-grade squad. Think about that. Like, the beak, this fucking idiot, I was in a first-grade squad at 18. You know what I mean? And this fucking guy wasn't. That shows you how much people miss the fucking mark with some players sometimes. Mm. Want to hear the best news about him? Not born in fucking Queensland. Thank Christ. One of you know what? Yes. People would have assumed that with all the ticker he has. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm also a huge fan of anyone that looks like the Cougar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, speaking of New South Wales, I swear you guys showed the most New South Wales spirit ever in the lead up to the Broncos Panthers grand final. It's the most I've ever seen New South Wales united oh, in hating a side. against Brisbane. Fucking shocking. Yeah. Mate, really shit. Far out we're against it, mate. Yeah. Coming into your backyard at Panthers essential home ground. Just got no calls, mate. No calls. Typical. Very typical. Is it the New South Wales Rugby League or is it the bloody NRL? I don't know these days, <laughs> mate. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, anything Good else? Good thing we lent you that uh, front row forward. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, now, anything else that stood out for you guys? No. Nah. No, nah, nothing huge there. Mate, I, I did notice the other day, I, I think I saw something on social media, Luke Thompson's going home. I think they had a bit of a farewell for him the other day. Yeah, really? I didn't actually realise yeah, that. Yeah, sure it's Gaunt. He was, he's not officially in the out, but he's one of the ones that's yeah. Gaunt. Okay. So that's 11. Jeez, that's disappointing. It's awful how that's played out. Yeah, far out that's disappointing. Because he would fit the Sorrell. Like, he's tough. He works his ass off. He's just been so unlucky with injury. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert Styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. And when he did play, you know, prior to his injury, he played bloody well. Yep. Bloody well. And the fans loved him. Jeez, that's disappointing. He's a legend of a bloke too. So I'm surprised he didn't get picked up. I mean, maybe it's the injury. That's it might just be body. Like, I'm only guessing, but yeah. he's had such a tough run. Maybe they've just gone, we, we need blokes on defense. And he's a, on a big contract, I'm pretty yeah. sure, too. Man, I hope he's all sorted. I hope he's all sorted. But, yeah, it's a true leader. Oh, mate, and just a legend. A legend of a bloke. love our pets but when the floor is covered in fur that's harder to love eufy x10 pro omni robot vacuum has powerful 8000 pa suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass plus the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 dollars everything 
fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.